Hey, ass butt. Hey y'all, Rochelle here. And Lynn. If you like our podcast, be sure to rate and review us on your podcast platform. Or share us on social media so more folks out there can join the Idgits and Aspets family. And don't forget to subscribe as well so you automatically have our newest episodes. Hi. Hi. Okay, today we are talking about season 11, episode 4, called Baby. And just a, a note about this episode, um, it is shot entirely from inside the Impala, which is awesome. I don't think they do anything like that for a whole episode before or again. So, um, But it did make the note-taking interesting, I'm just going to say, because... <laughs> I think yeah. that is like kind of the cool notable thing about this episode is that it is all from inside the car. And that's sort of, I don't want to just tell you over and over like, and we're inside the car and <laughs> yeah. we're inside the car looking out this window. So anyway, yeah. <clears throat> all right. So we start out um, <laughs> inside the Impala. <laughs> we take a look at the plastic armament that are kind of stuffed inside the door ashtray. And then we see the Legos that are tucked into. Is that a vent? I can't remember. I think so. Either that or it's like one of those little ashtray things or something. I don't totally Mm -hmm. remember. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, I remember as a young kid that our car had something like that and I knew what it was. But since cars don't really have that now, I'm like, I don't even remember. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And then we see the initials DW and SW carved into the upholstery. Uh, there is blood splatter. Let's be real. If somebody were to do that in a car now, oof, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Totally you true. Did <clears throat> yep. And then the, we see that there's like blood splatter all over the initials. Uh, we take a look at the rear window and it is missing. Glass is all shattered all over the back of the car. <clears throat> there is a big bloody knife on the floor. Um, and an unconscious Dean Winchester laying on the back seat. <laughs> his, his hands are handcuffed behind him, and we hear a train rapidly approaching. And we got our opening title sequence. I got to say, all of that started out like, oh, there's the little army men and the Legos and the initial. Oh, there's blood. Oh, oh, no. This is actually not. This is not happy. I actually don't like this. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so we cut to the bunker garage. Um, again, we're inside baby. Dean is washing the Impala, and the screen says 48 hours earlier. Uh, Sam walks into the garage and says, hey. Dean says, hey. Sam says, dude, what's up with the shorts? Now, did we see the shorts? I know I've seen no. those shorts and bloopers, but in this episode, they didn't show the shorts. The shorts, the bloopers... I mean, I don't remember bloopers from this. The only shorts I remember us actually seeing are from when they go to their old high school and he's the gym teacher. 
So I remember, I don't know if it's like a technically a blooper or just like an outtake that they did, but it's um it's like Dean and like the shirt and like the tiny cutoff jean shorts. And he's got like the the spray, like the the hose with the sprayer on it, and he's like doing a little dance and Okay, yeah, I don't remember that, but I don't oh. I mean, didn't see it in um this episode though. Okay. Okay. I'll have to send you a clip of that because it's, <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Okay. Um <clears throat> Dean says, it's a free bunker. Did you find anything? Sam says, uh, not on the darkness, no. Dean says, what about Metatron? Uh, Sam starts sudsing up the car and says, still in the wind, no leads. Dean says, great, so we have an ancient evil out there somewhere, just getting stronger by the day. Sam says, Cass is getting better, so there's that. Still wants to fix your, uh, Dean says, I'm fine, fine, 100%. Sam says, (laughs) still wants to fix your what, Dean? I'm sure that was (laughs) apparent in the episode, but now I'm like, is there a cream for that? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sam says, all right, well, he's not. He still needs more time to heal. Dean says, well, guess we've got nothing better to do, but get better. I don't know about you, but I've got some serious cabin fever. I've washed every car in here twice. Sam says, well, I may have found us a case. I mean, it's thin. Dean says, hey, thin works. Tell me on the way. Uh, So we cut to the boys driving at night through some heavy rain. Uh, Sam is researching on his laptop while Dean drives. Dean says, figures. All right, let's hear it. What do you got? Sam says, okay, uh, Quaker Valley, Oregon, town outside of Eugene. Dwayne Markham, the local sheriff, was found in the woods a couple of days ago. His body was mauled, and they chalked it up to an animal attack. But I'm thinking... Dean interrupts and says, werewolf. Sam says, yeah, maybe. Dean says, yeah, you're right. That is thin. Sam says, yeah, probably nothing, right? Dean says, probably not. Oregon, here we come. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, (laughs) fine. (laughs) Yeah, it's probably nothing. Let's go find out. Yep. Uh, So Sam reaches into the backseat and gets a green smoothie out of the cooler and starts drinking it. Dean says, what is that? Sam says, it's a smoothie. Dean says, where's... (laughs) Dean says, where's the beer? Sam says, under the smoothies. Dean says, where's the rest of the beer? (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly, uh, one of their phones rings, and Sam says, oh, oh, it's Cass. We we gotta... Dean says, man. Sam says, I gotta get this. Uh, He answers the phone and says, hey, Cass, everything all right? Cass says, yeah, I'm fine. I was just reading up about the other cases in the area that you're headed to. I haven't found anything that matches yet. Dean says, Cass, you've got one job to do, and that's to heal. You understand? Cass says, I can help. Sam says, yeah, of course you can, Cass, but right now is the time for you to focus on getting better. This is just a milk run. We got it, so try and relax. Cass says, all right. Sam says, read a book. Watch some Netflix. Cass says, what's a Netflix? (laughs) Sam laughs and says go to my room turn on the TV you'll figure it out Cass says all right just call if you need anything Dean says got it Cass thanks Sam hangs up the phone and asks Dean you think he's going to be okay Dean says he just needs some time you know we all do so we cut to a short time later Dean pulls up outside of like a seedy looking bar called the roadhouse Sam says are you serious Dean, it's late, I'm exhausted, and 
and starving. And this place, I mean, even Swayze wouldn't come to this roadhouse. <laughs> Dean says, okay, first of all, never use Swayze's name in vain. Okay? Ever. <clears throat> Second, you don't remember this place? You don't remember Heather? The hunter that we worked, a, Wend- a Wendigo case a couple years ago? That was a weird sentence. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sam says, oh, yeah. Dean says, yeah, exactly. Sam says, what, she's here tonight? Dean says, I texted her. She's working a Rougarou case in Texas. Actually, she never texted me back. That's not the point. The point <laughs> is, <laughs> is that we have a ton of driving left to do just to go to a town where there's probably not a case. But in there, good times. And times heal all wounds, Sam, especially good times. What do you say? <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's <boy. the> logic. <laughs> yeah, wow. Mm. Sam says, I say, knock yourself out. I'm going to find a diner, dig into the lore like Cass did, see if anything's ever happened where we're headed. Dean says, oh, man, you really got to learn to have fun. Seriously, it's pathetic. So they both get out of the car, and we see only Dean walk up to the bar. Uh, so we cut to the morning and it's like barely morning. It's like still getting light out. Yeah. Uh, baby's still parked outside the roadhouse, the roadhouse. Dean stumbles out of the front door and we see the neon lights turn off right before he gets into baby. Dean says to himself, mistakes were made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> A, <laughs> I know a topless young woman sits up in the back seat and says, who are you? He says, oh, <laughs> Sam from the backseat, who I kind of wanted to see topless, not going to lie. Know, just saying. Right? We, don't even <laughs> see his, we don't even see his face. So just a little, I'm just a little grumpy about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sam says, uh, good morning. That's, uh, that's my brother, Dean. Dean quickly looks away from the girl whose name is Piper, uh, but he keeps looking back at her because, again, topless. And, you know, pretty. <laughs> Dean says, sorry, Sam, I didn't I didn't realize you had company. Sam says, yeah, yeah, uh, could you give us a minute? Dean says, hi, well, I'll just, uh, I just won't be here anymore. So you kids take your time. Uh, he gets back out of the car while Piper puts on her waitress uniform. Uh, we can hear a train horn in the distance. Piper says to Sam, have you seen my hairpin? She does not find it, but we see that it is on the seat right behind her. <clears throat> we got to a short time later. Sam and Dean are leaving the parking lot, and Dean puts in a cassette tape. I love that we're still doing the cassette tape thing here. Also, I had a question. That thing. I know. Did you ever have cassette tapes? I sure did. Growing up, yeah, in the car. You did? Okay. Okay. And like we, I had, we had cassette tape players and all that sort of stuff. What are those <clears throat> called? The, not the, they're like boom boxes. No, not boom boxes. Um, like the tape decks or whatever. We had those, like, I think we still have, do we still have one at my parents' house? Like a DVD slash like VCR mm-hmm. combo thing. I see what you're For writing. that. But then like, I know we had other systems that had the tape players in it, too. Mm-hmm. I had a bunch of different boom boxes growing up of various sizes. I just, I loved those. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Sam says, Dean, I can explain what was going on. 
Dean says, no, no, no. Also, you don't need to explain what's going on, Sam. Like, why would you feel like you even need to? Like, I know, like, no. I'm pretty sure it's self-explanatory. <laughs> also, it's not like Dean is, like, pissed about it, you know? Like, <laughs> no, if anything, he's going to be impressed with you, so. I know. <clears throat> so, a song starts playing uh, on the stereo. It's Night Moves by Bob Seger. <clears throat> As the opening uh, notes start, Sam says, don't night moves me. <laughs> Dean shushes him and says, just let it wash over you. Mm-hmm. Sam says, let, but Dean says, just take it in. <laughs> Dean starts lip syncing to the, to the lyrics. <clears throat> Sam says, this is ridiculous. Uh, Dean lip syncs some more and then says, one of the greatest rock writers of all time, Samuel. Sam says, it's Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Sam starts singing along, but changes the lyrics to Out in the Backseat of My Brother's 67 Chevy. I think it's supposed to be Out in the Backseat of My 60 Chevy, right? Isn't that the lyrics of that song? I couldn't tell you. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) I have no clue. (laughs) Sam says to Dean, yeah, you started this. You started this. Dean says, here we go. Come on now. And the boys start singing together, which is so cute because, like, <laughs> Sam's laughing. And you just don't see him do that very often, you know? No. It's, like, more – it looks way more like this is Jared and not Sam, you know? Yeah. So I think that's really cute. <clears throat> All right. So we cut to a short time later. The boys are still driving. They're laughing and eating. And this is another one of those moments where I feel like this is Jared and Jensen and not Sam and Dean. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, but it's it's really fun to kind of see that, isn't it? Because you really, like, when you're hanging out with them in the car, usually it's, like, a more serious moment, you know? Yeah, it's not usually, like... I mean, there are a few, sure, but this is just... It hasn't happened in kind of years, I feel like. So it's just really nice to see, like, oh, we have, like, two days of driving, and this yeah. is what it's like <laughs> when we're not mad at each other, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so... Not all <clears throat> the angst and stuff. Yeah, right. Okay, so... Uh, we see Sam say, next time I choose. Uh, he reaches for the wheel and says, hey. Dean says, hands off the wheel. Sam says, you're not even looking at the road. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we cut to nighttime. They're still driving. Dean says, digging into the lore. Is that what the kids are calling it these days? <laughs> Sam kind of chuckles. <laughs> I know. Sam kind of chuckles and says, man, I needed that. Dean says, and hey, look at that. You're finally not a virgin anymore. But you know what? I think it was time. I respect the fact that you, uh, you know, you wanted to stay true and pure and waited. <laughs> Sam says, yeah, you know what? You, you're you an idiot. <laughs> Which, <laughs> sick burn, Sam. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> Dean really told him. <laughs> I know, I know. Dean glances at the back seat and says, even put a blanket down. Funny, classy, and thoughtful as always. Sam says, I tried to and give her stains <laughs> in the background. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. No. Well, okay. Okay. <laughs> and for those of you that have no idea what I'm talking about, <laughs> um, at one of the conventions, the boys were joking that the backseat has got stories and stains. <laughs> and stains. How can it not? I know, right? And I feel like they don't, like, you know, clean the back seat, probably. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Also, who wants that cleaning job? Ew, hire somebody. Okay, I'm, I'm going to stop thinking about this. Okay. <laughs> That's when you better clean up after, after your own damn self. That's <laughs> that is true. That is. Okay. 
Uh, Sam says, I tried to give her my number. You know what she said? Dean says, we got tonight. Who needs tomorrow? Sam says, is everything a Bob Seger song to you? Dean says, yes. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> Sam sighs and says, well, it was nice knowing you, Piper. Dean says, Piper, that's awesome. Heather, yeah. one night wonders, man. Shoot, we're lucky we still get that at all. Sam says, really? You don't ever want something more? Dean says, I'm sorry, have you met us? We're batting a whopping zero in domestic life, man. Goose eggs. <laughs> it's fair. <laughs> it is. Sam says, you don't ever think about something, not marriage or whatever, but something? You know, with a hunter, somebody who understands the life. Dean says, have you not heard a single word Bob's been singing about? You're tired. I can tell. You're exhausted. Well, <laughs> I'm still wired. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he says, I'm going to pull over, get some gas. You hop in the back, get some Z's, because, buddy, you earned them. Proud of you. <laughs> Piper. Hmm. Man, she smelled good, too. <laughs> gross. <laughs> that's gross. Because <laughs> that's gross, because she just, you know, sexed up your brother. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> so we cut to Sam. Uh, he's sleeping in the passenger seat with his head against the door. Uh, he wakes up and yawns. Uh, the song Someday Soon by Judy Collins is playing. Sam says, hey, what are you listening to? And then he looks over at the driver. And instead of Dean, it is young John Winchester. I am so excited to see Matt Cohen here because it's been a long time. <laughs> <clears throat> so I thought that was cool. Uh, John says, your mom used to love this song. Sam says, dad? John says, you okay, pal? You look a little spooked. John turns off the music and says, it's nice to be back behind the wheel. Looks like Dean's taking good care of this old beast. Seems like he's taking good care of you, too. Sam says, what is this? Another vision? John says, are you having visions, son? Sam says, don't call me that. John says, what? A father can't call his. Sam says, no, my father is dead. John says, when has death ever stopped a Winchester? And yeah, that's that's fair. fair. <laughs> yeah. Sam says, look, I don't know what this is, but John says, what you said about relationships, wanting something more. I never wanted this for you boys. This life, not really. Sam says, we turned out okay. John says, you did, didn't you? But that was on you boys. You did that, not me. Sam says, well, you played your part. John says, I did my best. Anyway, for what it's worth. Sam says, this isn't real. John smirks and says, I never could fool you, could I? Sam says, I prayed when I was in that church and I saw something. And then right there, we get kind of a flashback to when Sam was um, in hell or in the cage, right? His his yeah. tortured cage time. <clears throat> well, at least from what we can tell, it's that. From I mean, what we know. They yeah. don't really say, but... Yeah, okay. <clears throat> Sam says, and now here you are, whoever you are, whatever you are, what the hell is this? John says, dream, vision, call it what you want. The message is still the same. The darkness is coming, and only you boys can stop it. Sam says, okay, fine. How? We need help, not visions of dead people. John says, God helps those who help themselves. Who, I can't even say it, who helps themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Also, that's that's such a cop out 
piece of advice, man. Like yeah. basically you're saying help yourself. Maybe God will help yeah. you along the way. Maybe. Yeah. Like this, that's not help, dude. That doesn't no. help. Okay. Uh, Sam says, who are you? Uh, suddenly there's a loud truck horn honking sound. And then Sam jerks awake. Uh, to find Dean has pulled over and they are parked. Sam is in the back seat and Dean is in the front. Dean says, welcome to the Winchester Motel. We don't have cable, but we do have room service. And he hands Sam a beer. Also, do you want to drink a beer right after you wake up? I feel like you need a moment or like, you know, 10 minutes. <laughs> to like yeah. Figure your shit I, out. I don't like that beer seems to like a weird go-to. I'm, I'm a bad person to ask that question. I'm just like, beer is I just think like waking up and going right to alcohol never, never feels good. So I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Dean says, you were singing in your sleep. That song mom loved that dad used to play for us. I think I've actually still got the tape. Sam says, hey, Dean, uh, you said when you saw the darkness, you weren't sure whether it was uh, the real thing or a vision, right? Dean says, mm-hmm. Sam says, I think I've been having visions too lately. I mean, it's just images. I mean, more of a feeling, really. But I just had one right now, and Dad was in it. But it wasn't Dad, like, like the dad that I grew up with. It was Dad when he was our age. And I guess it wasn't even really Dad. It was someone pretending to be Dad. And Dean says, oh, okay, what makes you say that? Sam says, for starters, he told me everything I wanted to hear. <laughs> Dean says, yeah, that doesn't sound like Dad. <laughs> Sam says, no. Anyway, whoever it was, they had a message to deliver. They said the darkness is coming, and only you and I can stop it. Dean says, did they, uh, what does that say? Did they give you any helpful tips on how to do that? Sam says, he said, God helps those who help themselves. I mean, maybe these visions are coming from God. Dean says, whoa, pump the brakes. <laughs> Sam says, I mean, Dean, the first one happened after I prayed. Dean says, you prayed? When was this? <laughs> what? It's like, I feel like, didn't, okay. like before, didn't we know that Sam prayed frequently? Like, I feel like that was something that they have already learned about each other. Yeah. Like back in season four or five or something. But I think it was like a, um, he did. And then he like had the, I don't, I, from what I remember, he had a whole like, I don't do that anymore sort of thing. You know, oh, so like, okay. Got it. I don't know. Okay. Dean says, when was this? Sam says, back in the hospital. Dean says, why? Sam says, because I was infected. I was infected. I'm not anymore. I I never went full rabid. Dean says, you get infected and you didn't even tell me. Sam says, Dean. Dean says, what did you pray about? Sam says, I guess I was just looking for answers, you know? Dean says, well, I'm sure whatever is kicking around in your head right now is a side effect from the infection that you failed to tell me about. <laughs> Sam says, you well, know. Don't get I over don't... it, bro. You know? <laughs> right. I know. Sam says, you know, I don't think it's that simple. Dean says, come on, man. That quote, God helps those who help themselves. God didn't say that. That's not even in the Bible. That's an old proverb that dates way back to Aesop. I read. And more importantly, when was the last time God answered any of our prayers? It's not a vision, Sam, all right? It's just some some fever dream. That's all. And as far as dad goes, I dream about dad all the time. Sam says, you do? <laughs> My voice went all weird there. Sorry. <laughs> you do? Okay. 
Dean says, of course I do. It's usually the same one, too. We're all in the car. I'm sitting in the driver's seat. Dad's sitting shotgun. But there aren't any shotguns. There's no monsters. There's no hunting. There's none of that. It's just he's teaching me how to drive. And uh, I'm not, like, little like when he was actually – or that. I'm not little like I was when he actually taught me how to drive. I'm 16, and he's helping me get my learner's permit. Of course, you're in the back seat, just begging to take a turn. We pull up to the house, the family house, and I park in the driveway, and he looks over and he says, perfect landing, son. I have those dreams every couple of months. Kind of comforting, actually. Sam says, I always, uh, I always dream about mom. Usually the same kind of thing, though. Dean says, normal life. Sam says, yeah, normal life. But Dean, this wasn't just a dream. I'm telling you. Dean says, why would somebody dress up like dad to give you a message? I mean, dad, you don't exactly have a history of listening to what he had to say. <laughs> also, you kind of hate each other. so <laughs> Right. Yep. <laughs> Sam says, but you said the darkness is sending messages to you. Maybe whatever is the opposite of the darkness is sending messages to me. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Dean says, and you think this thing is God? Come on. How many how many opportunities has God had to crack his pinata, to crack this pinata? <laughs> and I don't see any candy on the floor. Do you? Sam says, oh, okay, then maybe it's not God. But uh, Dean says, I know what you're trying to do here. You're trying to find some greater meaning to it all, right? Some fate to what went down. But I'm telling you, Sam, the darkness, it's on us. And no one's going to help us. Certainly not God. So we'll have to figure this thing out like we always do. But until then, we hunt. This case, for starters. Of course, this case is, Sam says, it's just probably nothing. Dean says, yeah, probably nothing. Sam sighs and says, good night, jerk. Dean says, night, bitch. Then they both lay down as best they can in those little seats. And they are much <laughs> longer than those. <laughs> I'm like, I how like do they how look so huh? good? Oh, I was going to say, I like how they made it look like they were all, like, comfy, but they're all, like, legs are all curled up, and they're, like, half-sitting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they're used to it, but still. Yeah, I like how Dean uh, left him the, the back seat too. <laughs> oh, yeah, you don't want to sleep back there. Also, you think, like, as much as they probably have to sleep in the car, that they'd have some form of, like, I'm comfortable with this pillow back here, you know? Like, yeah. you think, I don't know, who knows? I'm like, maybe not, but also, like, they're in their, well, Dean's in his 40s. Like, he at least needs a fucking pillow. <laughs> yeah, <he> needs <laughs> Come on. Come on. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. <clears throat> so we cut to morning. Baby's driving down the road. Uh, we cut to Dean parked outside of a police station. Sam gets into baby. They're both in their FBI suits. Sam says, hey. Dean says, the coroner showed me the sheriff's body. And uh, it was mauled all right. And get this. Heart missing. Body completely drained of blood. Sam says, so what? We're looking at a werewolf-vampire hybrid? Dean says, say it with me, a werepire, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sam says, no. Dean says, come on. I will not. <laughs> I know. Dean says, come on. Sam says, I am not saying that. Dean says, whatever. I called Cass, told him to look into the lore. What do you got? Sam says, right, well, uh, the sheriff's replacement, Deputy Donnelly, he's not the brightest bulb, but I got a copy of his report. Maybe he missed something. Uh, right at that moment, Agent Donnelly, not agent, Deputy Donnelly <laughs> comes over to Dean's open window and says, agents? Dean says, deputy. 
Donnelly says, this must be your partner, Agent Walsh, right? Dean nods, and Donnelly says, pleasure to meet you. I just want to thank you both for stopping by. We really appreciate your due, di- your due diligence. Due, your due diligence. Okay. Yep. Dean says. That's a different, but that's fine. Whatever. Whatever. I like it. <laughs> Dean says, oh, actually, uh, do you know a motel where we can crash for the night? Donnelly says, you're staying. Sam says, yeah, I just want to kick all the tires. Which is a saying I've never heard before, but I kind of like it. You've never heard of tire kickers or? Oh, huh. So like a lot of time when people do like ads and stuff, they'll say like no tire kickers on there because they don't want people that are just going to like come and look but not be serious about it, you know, like, but then like kicking all the tires, it's like, you know, check everything out, you know, whatever. No, I mean, it makes sense. Like I get what it means, but like, yeah, yeah, I haven't heard that before. Huh. I see. To be fair, I see it a lot on like horse ads. <laughs> that makes sense. Like, yeah. don't bother like coming and looking at this horse if you're not actually serious about buying it. You know. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Donnelly says, "Well, uh, there's a motel on Downey that'll give you a good price, and if you're looking for a decent meal, you can't beat Aunt Mel's down by the train station. Parking is a bitch, but it's the best damn steak in the whole state." Dean says, you had me at steak. So we cut to the boys driving to the steakhouse. They're back in their regular clothes. They pull up into the parking lot and see that it is valet parking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Dean says, oh, all right. Now we're cooking with gas. Valet? What? <laughs> Sam says, Dean, people park valet all the time. Come on, live a little. <laughs> Dean stops at the valet attendant, and she has a name tag on that says Jesse. He rolls down the window and she says, welcome to Aunt Mel's, home of the Dean interrupts and says, yeah, listen, uh, Jesse, not a scratch, okay? <laughs> she gives him a ticket and the boys get out and she gets in. She's like a, what, like a, she looks like she's 17, maybe. Yeah, I mean, 17, oh. 18, maybe, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, okay, uh, she smiles and then peels right out of the parking lot as they watch. <laughs> I was like, oh, they're not going to be happy about that. But then they just go into the restaurant. So I know. Like, I like uh, that was weird. Paying that close of attention. Right. I mean, they were standing there looking at her. So that part confused me a little bit. I don't know. Um, okay. So she calls someone on her cell and says, spider caught fly. I repeat, spider caught a fly. Uh, we cut to Jesse picking up a friend who gets in the car. Jesse says, let's go. Come on. Her friend says, okay, hell yeah, let's roll. Jesse says, let's get this party started, which nothing good ever happens after someone says that, but, (laughs) (laughs) you know. Uh, So they joyride for a while and take a bunch of, like, videos and selfies, which is the best thing to do while you're driving. Mm -hmm. They both do a lot of wooing. (laughs) And then... (laughs) uh, Finally, Jesse's phone rings, and she answers... She says, yes, sir, we're on our way, uh, my way. <laughs> she hangs up, and Jesse's friend says, what did you do? Jesse says, I'm going to get fired. So Jesse drops her friend back off, uh, but her friend hesitates when getting out of the car. Jesse says, come on. The friend says, okay. Jesse says, I got to go. Let's go. Jesse's friend says, where's my purse? Which is a problem. <laughs> Jesse okay. says, you probably just left it in your car. I got to go. I don't want to get fired. 
Jesse's friend says, Ugh! and then she slams the door closed, frustrated about her missing purse. <laughs> so Jesse drives back to the steakhouse where Sam and Dean are waiting. She gets out and they get in. Uh, Dean hands her a tip and says, strong work, Jesse, strong work. Jesse <laughs> says, if only she takes, knew. Oh, she takes the money and walks away. Uh, Dean starts driving and asks Sam, so what next? Sam says, I want to uh, talk to the sheriff's widow, Lily Markham. Maybe she knows something about why her husband was out in the woods in the first place. <clears throat> Dean says, all right, well, I'll drop you off. I want to go back to the woods where they found the body. Something wasn't right about those crime scene photos. <clears throat> so we cut to a short time later. Uh, Dean is outside of the car looking at the crime scene when Cass calls. Uh, the phone is in the car, so Dean sits in the passenger seat and answers and says, Cass, you okay? Cass says, I'm mostly confused. I'm not sure how orange correlates with black in a way that's new. <laughs> Step away from the Netflix. Cass says, sorry. Dean says, it's okay. We've all had a binge. You find anything in the lore? Cass says, well, there is a creature that feeds on hearts and blood. Dean says, a werepire, you might say? Come on, I know you want to see. There's a very long silence, and then Cass says, in the lore, it's referred to a whisper. Dean says, that's lame. <laughs> Cass says, we'll kill it, but you may want to decapitate it, just to be sure. Dean says, all right, sounds good. I'm at the crime scene now. It was staged. The body was dragged. There were no signs of a struggle. Cass says, body was moved there to look more like an animal attack. Uh, Dean notices a police car pulling up behind uh, Baby. It parks right behind him. Uh, into the phone, he says, yeah, maybe. It was pretty sloppy, though. You, uh, What else you got in these things? Cass says, listen to this. Whispers have a fascinating history. Dean says, hang on. And then he puts the phone on the dash and gets out of Baby to talk to the cop. Cass, like, doesn't realize that Dean meant, like, stop talking. I'm leaving for a second. <laughs> he's still <laughs> he's just like, okay, bye. <laughs> so, and he says to Dean, who is not there to hear it, Cass says, they're, they're uh, actually, they were once believed to be in the bloodline of werewolves, but, in fact, they are more similar to demons. Uh, we faintly hear Dean talking to Deputy Donnelly, and we can see them at the back window. Dean says, Deputy? Donnelly says, what's going on, Agent? Uh, Cass, you know, talking to the empty car, says, they, uh, they got their nickname from how quiet they're attacking <coughs> because of their stealthiness. <coughs> Choking on my old spit. <clears throat> their stealthiness. They've uh, lived on the fringes for centuries. Although there were several that were hunted and killed during the Salem, which, wait a minute. Okay, according to this, whispers only feed during the solar eclipse. Uh, so, Dean, I don't believe what you're hunting is a whisper. <clears throat> Dean and Donnelly move uh, to in front of baby. Sorry, I'm trying not to like choke on my own spit here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. I already did. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> um, suddenly Donnelly attacks Dean. They fight for a while. <laughs> and then um, the, the cell phone on the dash shows that Sam is trying to call Dean. <clears throat> we hear Dean in the outside the car go, ah! <laughs> Says, must be another creature of some kind. Okay, fine. I'll say it. Maybe it is your so-called werepire. But to be honest, I have never heard of a creature with that name. Dean, 
finally throws Donnelly off him, and Donnelly, like, runs into the open passenger door and slams it shut. Cass says, Dean, what is that? <clears throat> Dean goes over to Donnelly, who is on the ground uh, next to the closed door, so we, we can't actually see him. Dean tries to kick him, but is pulled down out of view. We hear lots of fighting, and then a gunshot, and blood splatters all over the window. <clears throat> Cass says, Dean? Dean, are you all right? I hear gunshots. Dean! Dean! Good observation there. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> he stands up. He's holding a gun. He opens the door and sits on the passenger seat and says, Ah, it turns out I did shoot the deputy. <laughs> I know. He shuts the door. And Cass says, Wait, Dean, is, is everything? Dean says, The deputy was a werepire. It's all right. Silver, silver bullets worked. Suddenly... Donnelly slaps the window with his hand, his very, very bloody hand. We hear him growling, but sort of, sort of like a, like a baby lion would growl. Like it's comical. (laughs) (laughs) Or like that, yeah. (laughs) I liked it. Cass says, no, Dean, listen, according to the lore, the timing is off. The next solar eclipse in North America is years away. It can't be a... Dean says, hang on. Dean gets out of the car, pulls the machete out of the trunk, while Donnelly slowly stands up, still growling. Cass says, Dean, wait, listen, it it couldn't be Dean? Dean walks over to Donnelly. Then we hear, like, a slicing sound, and Donnelly's severed head thunks onto baby's hood. (laughs) Dean gets back into the passenger seat, but there is more growling. Donnelly's head is staring at Dean, well, Donnelly's eyes is staring at Dean through the windshield. So Dean turns on the windshield wipers, and Donnelly's head gets wiped off onto the ground. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, ew, flick it off. You know, like <laughs> Cass says, Dean, it's not a whisper. We hear more growling, and Dean says, yeah, I'm starting to get that. Give me a second. He opens the door and shoots Donnelly's body a few times. Then he says... <laughs> All right, but there's more growling. So he empties the cooler from the back seat and puts the head in, puts the cooler back into its previous position on the back seat. He gets behind the wheel and takes a picture of the head in the cooler. He says, okay, smile, asshat. All right, Cass, you there? Cass says, of course, what's going on? Dean says, well, whatever it is, Silver slows it down. uh, I'm sending you a picture right now. Of its fangs. I've never seen anything like it. See if there's a match in the lore, would you? Cass says, I'm on it. So Dean hangs up and reads a text from Sam that says, need help ASAP. Call me. So he calls Sam, who answers. He says, Dean, I got jumped. Dean says, you okay? Sam says, I think, for now, pretty sure we're dealing with a pack here. Uh, Two of these things were attacking Mrs. Markham when I arrived. When I arrived, (laughs) I filled them with silver, but it only slowed them down. Dean says, yeah, well, deputy dumbass is one of them as well. He's uh, he's in two pieces and still alive. Where are you at now? (laughs) Sam says, Mrs. Markham was knocked out. I carried her to the house nearby. Here, I'll text you the address now. Dean says, all right, sit tight. I'm on my way. He hangs up and says to himself, or maybe to the head in the cooler, everybody's getting jumped. (laughs) (laughs) He does a fast maneuver to get out of the road, and we see the bloody machete uh, slide out from under the seat. So we cut to 
what do we cut to? We cut to some time later. Ah, okay. Uh, <laughs> unconscious, Mrs. Markham is in the back seat. Dean is driving, and Sam is in the passenger seat. <clears throat> Sam says, door was open when I got to the house. By the time I searched through it, they'd already beaten her unconscious. <clears throat> Dean says, maybe she knew something or something about what happened to her husband. Sam says, so what? They tried to take her out while the deputy went back to the scene? Dean says, yeah, he went to fix it up. Found me. Dean's phone rings and he answers. He says, hey, Cass, tell me you got something that doesn't involve chicks in prison. <laughs> Sam says, bet you never thought you'd say that out loud. <laughs> Cass says, okay, I'm going to completely butcher this word. <clears throat> Cass says, it's a natural. <laughs> That's my best. My <laughs> I think best it's effort. like Noxer or something I, like that. Noxer. Okay. Sam says, come again? Cass says, a ghoul and vampire-like creature. Dean says, a ghoul pyre, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's trying so hard. <laughs> adorable. He wants to name something so bad. <laughs> Cass says, some breeds feed on the flesh of the dead. Others feed on the blood and hearts of the living. They run in small packs, but they usually keep an extremely low profile. Dean says, great. So how do we kill them? Cass says, well, they're already dead. So in a manner of speaking, they just need to be reminded that they're dead. You need a, a Sharon's Obel. Sharon? Sher it's Sharon, right? Sharon? Sher it's not Sharon. I don't, Sharon. I don't remember. Eric, Eric would know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> of course. Yeah. In ancient Greece, uh, when a person died, some people believed you had to put an oval or a coin in their mouth so they can use it as currency to be taken across the river to the underworld. Cass says, right. You place a coin in a Narcerer's mouth, then sever their head, and that will kill them. And according to the lore, if you kill the Pax Alpha, everyone they've turned will revert back to human form. Dean says, awesome. All right, where do we find an obol? <clears throat> Cass says, well, according to the Men of Letters records, you're going to need a copper coin. They used to use pennies, so you'll need one of those. Sam says, yeah, but one minted pre-1982. So before 1982, pennies were 95% copper. Since then, they're only copper-plated zinc. Dean says, wow, your nerdiness knows no bounds. Yeah, but it's helpful, so shut up. I know. <laughs> Sam says, you're welcome. <laughs> Dean says, all right. Well, thanks, Cass. Good work. Way to come off the bench. Cass says, what bench? Sam says, just get back to getting better, okay? <laughs> they hang up, and Sam says, got nothing. Dean says, well, yeah. I mean, who carries pennies around these days anyway? <clears throat> so they pull up to and park outside a convenience store. Sam says, I'll be right back. He gets out, and Mrs. Markham wakes up. <clears throat> Dean says, Mrs. Markham, uh, she is like startled and scared, doesn't really know where she is. Dean says, Mrs. Markham, it's okay. I'm Dean Winchester. Uh, my brother Sam and Mrs. Markham interrupts and says, where am I? Dean says, you were attacked by the same people that killed your husband. Mrs. Markham says, my husband. Dean says, now, do you know something about what happened to him? Maybe that's why these people attacked you? She nods, and Dean says, oh, okay, well, we're going to take you someplace safe, all right? And then we're going to kill the sons of bitches. Um, she hears noises coming from the cooler, which is next to her on the seat. <laughs> she gets curious and opens it. I don't know that I would want to open it. I know. Uh, I'd be uh, like, oh, that's weird. I'm going to stay away from that. <laughs> uh, not surprisingly, she starts screaming, 
<laughs> and Dean says, well, 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 I could, uh, I could explain that. Well, maybe not. Uh, it's like the thing that attacked you, okay? It's a ghoul pyre. The point is, <laughs> it can't hurt you anymore. At least, I don't think it, let's, you know what, let's just get rid of it. <laughs> he gets the baby, pulls the cooler out, and puts it into the trunk. He gets back in the car and says, here we go. Okay. All right. See, there we go. You okay? Mrs. Markham says, your family, you do anything for them, don't you? Dean looks at Sam through the convenience store window and sees uh, that Sam and the checkout clerk are like super flirting, <laughs> which is pretty cute, actually. Yeah. I'm just like, I get thought, it, Sam. Huh? I don't even remember. I thought the checkout guy was, or I thought the checkout person was a dude. Oh, it's definitely like a blonde girl. And like, they're flirting, 100% flirting. <laughs> like, they're like giggling and he's like huh. leaning on the counter, you know? I mean, yeah. I remember him leaning, but I don't remember who. I For some reason, I just like filled it in with like, it's a it's a dude there and he was oh, trying, like I a, don't know. Like a cute young blonde girl, yeah. Huh, well, the more you know, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I, I wasn't paying that matter. close of attention. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Dean says, absolutely, yeah, but not if it costs too much. And he laughs. Mrs. Markham says, no, you do everything for them. Everything else is meaningless. But I did it wrong. Now I've ruined everything. Dean says, this isn't your fault. Mrs. Markham says, I put my family at risk. They were right to attack me. But I know how to make it right. Uh, Dean turns away from her. And she lunges at him and puts him into like a chokehold from behind. I guess all chokeholds are from behind. You know what I mean? Dean says, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, mean, I, I feel like to be effective, it would need to be from behind. Yeah, probably. Not a chokehold expert, but. Neither am I. Okay. Dean says, <laughs> <"Ugh."> <laughs> Mrs. Martin tells, where is it? What did you do with the maker's body? You're going to tell me or I will end you. Uh, she drags Dean into the back seat and starts punching him over and over. While Sam continues to flirt inside the store. Dean and Mrs. Markham continue to beat the crap out of each other, <laughs> which is kind of <laughs> comical. Uh, and then Dean finally gets knocked out. Then Mrs. Markham uh, gets behind the wheel and speeds away. Sam heard the car start and runs out after her. He shoots at her, which shatters the back window, and then chases after her for, well, longer than you'd think he'd be able to, which I was kind of impressed <laughs> Like, whoa, I guess it's those long legs, huh? Probably. <laughs> Dean uh, comes to, still in baby, they're parked at that earlier crime scene. Uh, Mrs. Markham is leaning over him, cuffing him. She says, see, that wasn't so hard. Now I know what to do with you. <clears throat> uh, Dean comes to again and sees Mrs. Markham on the ground with um, Donnelly's body. She says, I can make this right. I can make this right. Okay, see, I fixed it. You're okay. And then we hear Donnelly gasp. Dean comes to again, still in baby. Uh, someone is driving. It's Donnelly. I'll put back together. Mm. Uh, he sees the bloody machete and a Hello Kitty purse on the floor in front of him. Donnelly looks back at him and then pulls Dean upright. Donnelly says, I know you're awake. I know you're a hunter. Dean says, and I know you're a nectarer. Uh, <laughs> the maker, right? The pack alpha? Donnelly says, well, maybe you're not as dumb as you look. Dean says, thought you and yours like to keep a low profile. Donnelly says, sadly, rookies like Lily here aren't up to snuff when it comes to keeping their feeding quiet. Uh, and then we see, finally, that Mrs. Markham is sitting in a shotgun. 
Dean says, so you killed your husband. Mrs. Markham says, he wouldn't join us. People who don't join are food. Uh, Dean's hands are still cuffed behind him, and his fingers are, like, searching around until he finds Piper's hairpin. Mrs. Markham says, but I messed up, and I, I didn't bury him right. Donnelly says, it's my fault, really. You weren't properly trained. But everyone deserves a mulligan, don't they? <clears throat> That's all my people were trying to do, Lily. They weren't going to kill you. Hell, I need you. I need all the help I can get. Dean says, how many have you turned? Donnelly says, in the first hundred years, three. In the last month, 16. Dean says, what, are you trying to field a baseball team? Donnelly says, it's like I said, I need help. Every strong hand I can find. And I need an army to fight the darkness. Oh, it's coming for all of us. There's nothing hunters or any human can do about it. Dean says, do you know how to stop it? <clears throat> and we see that Dean is trying to unlock his handcuffs with a hairpin. Donnelly says, I don't think anything can stop it. I'm just trying to buy some time. So I'm turning as many strong men and women as I can. Your brother will make a fine addition to the rank and file. While you slept, I sent him a text message from your phone. Oh, he's heading into a trap right now. You'd make a good soldier too, but you cut off my head and I can't stand for that. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm every part of the Buffalo. I know that's not what he says. <laughs> he says, I'm in every part of the Buffalo kind of guy. <laughs> I'm every part of the Buffalo. <laughs> every part of the Buffalo, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he says, your death won't go to waste. You'll be your brother's first meal. Which, ew! I don't like any of that. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, Dean breaks out of the cuffs and wraps his arms around Donnelly's neck from behind. They struggle, and then Baby crashes into some construction barriers. Uh, we cut to a short time later. Dean sits up, still in the back seat. Uh, no one else is in the car. <clears throat> he picks up the machete, but then puts it down and grabs the Hello Kitty purse. Donnelly stands up in front of the car, which means I guess he went through the windshield, right? Oh, yeah, because the windshield is now gone. And this is the first time it's been not there, right? <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> Who needs to fucking buckle up, deputy dumbass? Come on. <laughs> well, to be fair, he is, he's not immortal, but it's a little harder to kill him than that. So, yeah, okay. Go through the windshield if you don't have to. I don't know. I know, right? <laughs> Seems just like, like a bad time. It would hurt no matter if you're going to die or not. Right, but then, like, now your car doesn't have a windshield and you took a weird little tumble. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so, Donald stands up in front of the car. Um, Dean, <laughs> Dean finds a coin pouch in the purse and there's a bunch of pennies in it. <laughs> then, then Donnelly attacks him. They fight and end up outside the car. Uh, Mrs. Markham wakes up. Uh, she is kind of crumpled on the floor in the front seat. <clears throat> um, I don't know what my... Hold on just a sec. There's a lot of growling going on from both of the ghoul pyres now. <laughs> Mrs. <laughs> Markham pulls Dean uh, into baby through the window and they keep fighting. Um, he gets her outside the car and Donnelly gets in and they fight. Dean finally stuffs all of the coins from the pouch into Donnelly's mouth. She's <laughs> like, eat that. <laughs> I know. Donnelly growls, but stops fighting. Um, Dean pulls him out of baby and then decapitates him using the car door. Uh, that was particularly delightful, actually. <laughs> I, I love that baby was a weapon, not just in a like, I'm going to run you over. You know, I think that was yeah. really a really fun thing to do. So. Yeah. 
I just call decapitation fun. That's fine. That's what this show has done to me, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, finally, the door shuts all the way, and Donnelly's head is on the floor in the car. Um, Dean takes the head out and says to Baby, Oh, Baby, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Mrs. Markham comes to on the ground outside and says, Oh, my God, what about my kids? My, my kids, they turned my kids. They're with the others. Please. <clears throat> so they both get into baby, and Dean tries to start the engine, but it is struggling. <clears throat> Dean says, oh, I'm sorry. My notes are just so fucked up right here. Okay. <clears throat> uh, finally, baby starts, and Dean, sa- or Dean calls Sam. <clears throat> Dean says, Sam, yeah, yeah, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Um, but Sam does not pick up. Dean, like, Dean does a cool driving maneuver, and they speed away. We cut to a short time later. They pull up to the house where Sam is waiting with Mrs. Markham's kids. Everyone is standing outside waiting for them. Mrs. Markham gets out a baby and hugs her kids while Sam and Dean hug. Uh, then Dean helps Sam into the passenger seat and says uh, to Sam, probably nothing, right? Everybody all right back there? Sam says, uh, yeah, they all changed back. So it was Deputy Dumbass, huh? Dean gets into the driver's seat and says, yeah, Deputy Dumbass. You know, he was trying to build an army. Sam says, yeah, I know, to fight the darkness. Dean, even the monsters are scared. Dean says, well, let him be. You and I, we're going to end this thing now. Sam says, would you mind starting tomorrow? Dean says, deal. Sam says, deal. Dean says, we'll get Cass to fix you up. Sam pats the dash and says, um, nope, that's not what he does. Sam says, only if he fix you up, too. Dean says, okay, Mom, let's go home. Sam says, you know what? We are home. Uh, Then Dean tries to start, baby, but she struggles again. Then she finally starts. Dean says, come on. Ah, there's my girl. He turns on the tape deck, and Night Moves is still playing. They drive away. Uh, and we see that the boys and baby are all wrecked and covered in blood. There's like nothing left to that car. (laughs) I know. It's like, it's like, yeah, there's nothing there. There's like no, no glass anywhere. (laughs) I think one of the tires is flat. Like everyone is just blood splattered and (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And credits. Okay. So my one singular thought that I have. (laughs) That's it. Um, is that like I kind of thought it was funny, but also kind of sad that like Sam knew that like John wasn't John because he said everything that he wanted to hear rather than like the normal John would be like, um, screw you. I don't care if this is what you want to hear. This is what you're going to hear. You know? Yeah. Like, that is sad. I agree with you. Like, a, yeah. Uh, I also, mean, I mean, I wonder, like, that makes me think, like, if this, you know, if I was in that situation, if it was one of my parents, like, how would I know the difference? And yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> yeah. I got you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah I, have I a feel thought. like, huh. for me... If I was trying to figure out if it was, you know, my parents specifically or not, like, there would be a lot less anxiety involved. (laughs) 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 And probably, 
I don't know. Like, don't get me wrong. I love my mom. She's she's anxious, though. So, like, there would be less anxiety on her part. For my dad, there would probably be, although he has gotten more social in the last, you know, <laughs> 10 years or so, I would say. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, that would be interesting. Like, if he was maybe, hmm. Yeah, that'd be, I, I feel like it would depend on the situation, you know, yeah. like, I don't I mean, know an answer for that, but. Yeah, I guess it would be, it wouldn't be tough with my dad in any way, like, I didn't, that sounded weird, and I don't mean that with my dad, yeah. but with my mom, I think it would just be a lot less confusing, you know? <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't spend so much time going, wait, what? <laughs> you know, so that's, that's yeah. all, yeah. 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 Yeah, I I have a feeling that, like, it wouldn't be too hard for me for either one of my parents, but I don't know exactly what that would look like with my dad, where with my mom, I feel like it would just be a lot more, or a lot less anxiety involved. <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah. that's really funny. I wonder, like, what people think, like, like, if you were to appear in my dream, how I would know it with somebody, you know, pretending to be you, I wonder, I wonder how I'd know. I'm not really sure. Well, what are you doing? Oh, no, sorry. I I heard a buzzing, and I thought it was, like, a bug in here, and I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> a neighbor with, like, a weed whacker or something. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Clench everything and run. <laughs> Let's do it. But, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wonder. Hmm. I know. For me, I don't, like, that would be tricky to, like, how would you know it's not me? Okay, we need a code word, Rochelle, and we're not going to come up with it while we're recording because then, you know, people know. So we'll we'll talk about this later. A we'll code have like word a for if it is us. Yes. Okay. So like <laughs> if I ever have a weird vision dream and I'm like, "Wait, is this reality?" I'm going to say, "Rochelle, what's the fucking code word?" And if you don't know it, I'll know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Clench everything and run. <laughs> I know, pretty much. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> that's so funny. I I'm in this uh this Facebook group that's funny and interesting. I think it's like, you know, like a glitch in the matrix type group. I can't remember the actual yeah. name of it because there's a bunch of them like that. But yeah. you know, basically where you know, you're like, oh, I had a, a glitch today or whatever, and this experience happened. And it's it's fun. Mm-hmm. But um one of uh well, so people talk about this a lot where like I can't remember the actual term, but like you have a, a basically a code word or phrase with your like partner basically uh-huh. to see if like one of you like jumped into like an alternate reality or not. So like if things are weird, you can be like, what's the code word? And if they don't know it, you're either in a different like reality or they're not the right one. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. But then like so many people do it <laughs> that I'm like, maybe I need to do that. So, yeah, it's a thing. I'll have to figure out the actual term for it because I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, like, if that's what it is, whatever. You know, like. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There's nothing you could do about it, but at least you'd know. Yeah. Other than, I guess, no. But. (laughs) Yep. So I did have one thought. Just one on this episode also. (laughs) And that's um, all I had, so. I know that we've seen Matt Cohen, obviously, be young John Winchester before. And I didn't have this thought back then, 
that I remember. <laughs> and it is that Matt Cohen, you know, we're really used to him and like his like his convention personality, basically, yeah. right? Like uh-huh. we're used to that or his social media personality. Yeah. But like he did a really good job being, you know, Jeffrey Dean Morgan and talking like him and, you know, mm-hmm. like all of that. I was like, wow, I really actually buy that, you know? Yeah. And I don't know if if like when he, you know, when we're actually like flashing back and seeing actual him be young John, if um I don't remember feeling that way before. And I wonder if that's just because like maybe he's he portraying a younger John. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, he here is acting more like older John Winchester. Yeah, he's more like the, you know, and I like noticed John, it. but is older John. You yeah, know? and I noticed it, which is sort of that same like, you don't really seem like young John, you know? So yeah, yeah, I would say that I definitely like noticed that too. You know, mm-hmm. like I didn't think of him as young John. Like he looked right. like young John, but I thought of him as like older John. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so. he just he did a great job at that. I I noticed it and was like, ah, oh, look at you acting. <laughs> look at you. <laughs> You're doing Not a that great. Doesn't act to begin. With. I know, but I was just like, you know, yeah, like, I like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so that was it. <laughs> um what was your favorite moment from this episode okay well I really loved a lot of this episode there's a lot of fun in it there's a lot of humor in it Mm -hmm. obviously the way it shot was different and interesting so um I had a hard time actually picking a favorite moment but I picked two Mm -hmm. um one was obviously where they were Dean decapitated the the uh the what is it the werepire no the ghoul pyre with uh um, with the knock zero ah uh, whatever ghoul pyre <laughs> that's easier with the uh with the door of baby I just thought that was really fun yeah. <laughs> and I got to thinking like am I strong enough to do that I don't know like how many times would I have to close that door not that I want to find out obviously I feel like there's a lot of determining factors there like yeah, you there know, is. What height is the car? Like, right. how is the door made? You know, like, how, how right. is the person? You know, like, for sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. But, like, for the head to actually separate from the body, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like that would take me like an hour. <laughs> that would take a long time because you'd have to go, it's not just like flesh, right? You have to go right. through like bone and all that sort of stuff, too. So, like, yeah. That would take a long time. I know. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Anyway, I really liked that scene because I hadn't (laughs) seen that that way of killing somebody before. Yeah. I thought that was pretty innovative. I know there's been some other like movies or shows that have done that since, but I just want to say Supernatural did it first, as far (laughs) as I know. Watch you read an interesting fact that's like they got that from this show or something. I mean, I don't think that's in here. From I literally just read through them not that long ago. <laughs> it's in there. Yeah. Although I could prove myself wrong. Now I'm scanning through them because I'm like, do I know what I'm talking about? I don't think that that's actually a thing. Yeah. Actually, an interesting fact. So. Well, I had never seen it before or heard of it. So I just, it was surprising and awesome and kind of funny. So Mm -hmm. I liked all of it. And then um, my second favorite moment is when, um, you know, Sam has his one night stand and Dean does the whole night moves scene with him. That was just really (laughs) cute. You know, because he's proud of Sam and, you know, Sam's like, fuck you, fine, I'll sing along, you know, and it was just just (laughs) cute. I just really thought that whole thing was cute. So, Mm -hmm. and Piper, 
you know, the one night stand, she did not succumb as far as we know to the pain of death. So, <laughs> well, for her. she probably, I think that's usually for the supernatural ones though. Right. And it doesn't sound like she was supernatural. So, well, Jessica wasn't supernatural. You yeah, know, that's true. But I feel there's, like that's a different circumstance though. Well, I don't know. I, I think, I think, I think there's a, a fair amount of both that have succumbed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, we'll look, at this. we'll look at this later about how many, you know, people Sam has had sex with and how soon after they died. died how, you know? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll figure that out. So, yeah. Anyway, what was your favorite moments? Um, so, the first one was the whole night moves thing. I just thought that was, you know, that was, that was funny and, you know, nice. And then I liked the bitch and jerk. Oh, yeah, that was cute. Night bitch. Night jerk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I did just too. It's got to happen, you know. <laughs> I did really like the scene where they're, um, I mean, it's. I think it's the same scene where they're, like, falling asleep in baby, you know, when they're kind of, like, facing different directions and all that. That was just, like, I just thought that was sweet. I don't know. You get the mm-hmm. sense that they've done that a million times before and they know Yeah, how you just don't get it. to see it. Yeah. That is, I think, one of the things that I like about this episode is that it's, like, you feel like you're getting, like, extra, you know, because it's, like, you see all the stuff that you wouldn't normally see. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I agree with that. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, so for interesting facts, it says this. And granted, so for this first one, I don't know if this is true or not. Like, I read it and I'm kind of like, uh, okay. but it says that this is the first time Dean has called Sam Samuel, which I feel like may feel or like, may not be right. I feel like I've heard other people call him Samuel, but I can't yeah, remember another time Dean, Dean has. Yeah, so that's like for me, I'm like, I don't know if that's just me thinking that because somebody else has that it hasn't happened or it has happened before or whatever. But mm-hmm. anyways, so yeah, that's that's the fact. And it may, <laughs> may not be fact. Um, okay. okay. <laughs> um, it says this episode was filmed very differently to any other episodes. Um, usually for car scenes, there's a rig for cameras and a trailer that pulls the car for close ups because the actors can't see to drive. Um, for this episode, the crew actually rigged the cameras into and onto the car in a way that Jensen and uh, could still see enough to drive. Um, they, <laughs> excuse me, sorry. Excuse you. Um, <laughs> they would rig the lights and roll sound, um, and then the actors would literally just drive away <laughs> from yeah. the crew and then up the road. Um, Jensen and Jared have said that it was weird because they were just on their own with no one to say action or cut, and it was up to them to do most of their scenes without those cues. That must have been fun. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah. Um, it says, this is the first and only episode to have no soundtrack. Um, all the music in the episode can be heard from Sam, Dean, and or Baby's point of view, such as Dean's tapes in the Impala, music in the Bunker's Garage, or music coming from the Roadhouse. Interesting. So there's okay. no, like, background music. Yeah. You just do the music that's, like, happening mm-hmm. around them. That's um, cool. It says uh, the shot of the camera flare as the Winchesters were laughing was a prep moment, not actual shooting. I don't know what they're talking about here. <laughs> I do. I remember uh, reading, I don't know, something about this um, but, uh, shortly after this episode aired. Um, uh-huh. It's like, it's just one of those scenes like in the first half of the episode where they're they're still on their little drive there, wherever they're headed. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, it's like you're sort of like below them in the front of the, um, in the front of the car, kind of looking up at them. And they're like, they've got like 
fast food cups and stuff and they're just like oh. laughing and like I remember because yeah. like you do see the sun ha- there's like a sun flare in the shot you know okay okay yeah oh yeah maybe yeah, yeah and I just I remember reading about that or seeing that or something that that was just like a you know like they weren't in character you know yeah that mm-hmm. was just them so yeah yeah <clears throat> Um, so it says, uh, the whole episode takes place inside the Impala. This concept of restricting the show to a limited premise is known as bottlenecking the episode. Hmm. Um, it's the highest rated episode of season 11. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I don't um, remember it, any of the other episodes though, so. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll find out. <laughs> um, <laughs> It says, uh, this is the first appearance of Matt Cohen as young John since the song remains the same in season five. Oh, wow. That's been a long time. Mm-hmm. He's so <laughs> handsome, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it says, after Sam's night with Piper, Dean congratulates Sam on no longer being a virgin. Um, this is referencing Rock in a Hard Place, uh, season nine, episode eight, where they both become born-again virgins for a job with the whole, like, you know, support group and all that sort of stuff. Yep, I remember. Wait, has <laughs> Dean is Dean still a virgin? I can't remember. No, because remember he like that the one of the girls in the group was like an old porn star. Oh so. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he but, lost it quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that lasted like a day. <laughs> Maybe. Not even a yeah. day. <laughs> oh man. Figures. <laughs> um it says Castiel notes that the next solar eclipse in North America won't be for a few years. Um, the episode aired October 2015, and the next solar eclipse was August 21st, 2017. Huh. Um, and it was the first total solar eclipse visible in the southeastern U.S. since 1970. Damn, okay. <laughs> um, it says, Sarah Jane Redmond guest stars in this episode, who frequently guest starred in the CW's other widely popular show, Smallville, as Lana Lang's Aunt Nell. Um uh, Jensen, before starting in Supernatural, played a recurring role in Smallville's fourth season as Lana Lang's boyfriend. Okay. Um, it says so I th- wonder if that was the main woman, you know, hanging I'm out in the car with that. Or Lana, maybe Lana, Lana, I don't know. Um, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I can never watch Smallville, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it says the same concept of showing everything from inside the car was used in the movie uh, Vehicle 19 from 2013 featuring Paul Walker. Um, it says, though Castiel is in this episode, it's only his voice. Uh, this is the first time we only hear Cass, um, but not see him. Uh-huh. I just want to say, I would like to see Cass. I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to leave it at that. I, I'm happy to hear him also. And yet, <laughs> very happy to see him. So yep. give, give me some more of that. Thanks. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, this says Teach Grant, who plays Deputy Donnelly, uh, started in the 2000 movie, or starred, I'm guessing is what they meant, in the 2007 movie Devour with Jensen Ackles. Oh, we still got to watch that movie. Okay, maybe <laughs> we'll watch it when I come over because we got to watch Night at the Museum too. Mm-hmm. And then we'll watch them devour. And there's a really awkward sex scene that you need to see. Okay. <laughs> That'll be great. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, it says, uh, Dean jokes that it turns out he did shoot the deputy. Um, this is a reference to the Bob Marley song, I Shot, I shot the Sheriff, not I Shot the Sheriff. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> 
says the name of the waitress from the diner is Piper. Um, Jensen Ackles previously starred in the movie Ten Inch Hero from 2007, where one of the characters in the sandwich shop was named Piper. Um, It says Jensen Ackles actually did the stunt fighting in the car and the reverse 180 driving stunt after baby crashed. Um, during a convention, when asked about ad lib scenes in the show, Jensen says the moment in this episode that shows the boys eating and laughing was a Jared and Jensen moment, not a Sam and Dean one, because they had to spend so much time driving the car around with all the rigging in place to get filler shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the last one. That is not a spoiler. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. I was about to start it and I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> yep. Yep. But Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so for our research, um, we went on to ancientorigins.com net. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, and it's about the Noxerers. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. I think I am, but I don't really know. Um, <laughs> You're saying it better than I did. I'm sure more accurately. So. I don't know. I think we might have been saying it the same, honestly. Like, on, I can't even... I couldn't tell you. Um, <laughs> we'll go with it. Um, but yes, so it's um, the shroud eating vampires of Germanic folklore. Oh, okay. Uh, so it says the Noxerer, also known as a shroud eater, is a type of German vampire which features prominently in the folklore of Germany's northern region. According to legend, it needed to devour both its burial shroud and body in order to survive. The word knock may be translated into English as after, while zero may be translated translated as living off. Um, I thought also knock was like night, maybe. I don't know. I don't know my German, though, so there's that. Um, <laughs> it says uh, this combination of words alludes to what the knock zero is believed to be, um, which is a creature that lives after death or a being that lives off humans even after its death. Uh, apart from northern Germany, tales of the Noxerer slash creatures similar to it are said to exist in the folklore of Silesia and Bavaria, as well as amongst the Kashubians of northern Poland. Um, so it says becoming a Noxerer. <laughs> it says, according to folklore, the most common way that people become Noxerers is when they commit suicide. It is also uh-huh. believed that occasionally this creature is created when a person dies accidentally. Um, yet another version of the tale associates, associates the Noxera with sickness and disease. Um, according to this tale, when, uh, wow, I just, I don't know what I did. I touched literally something and it went away. Okay, okay, no, we're fine. I was like, okay. I literally barely tapped my screen and all of a sudden, like, the page, like, disappeared, like, halfway and I don't know why. Anyway. Oh, no. Um, uh, da, da, da. Okay, it says, according to this tale, when a large number of people die as a result of a plague, the first person to have succumbed to it would be transformed into a Noxera. Hmm. So, okay. You are the original infected. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It says, um, once a dead person becomes an auxiliar, it's believed that it would begin. What is the heck? Okay, it's skipping all over the place. Hold on. Where 
was like, okay, once a dead person becomes an auxiliary, it's believed that it would begin eating its own burial shroud. Um, w- once this item is completely consumed, it would then eat its own flesh. Okay, can I just say that, like, eating your own burial shroud, that, so you're basically eating, like, what's probably equivalent to is, like, a full set of sheets. <laughs> For real, yeah. Like, uh, that seems real dry. <laughs> and you're probably already dry. Well... Maybe you're still gooey. I don't know. I don't know. Huh. Like, at what point, yeah, like, is it right after you die? Is it, like, sometime after you die? I don't know what it says, but. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know if that matters, <laughs> really, but maybe if you're so gooey, you just need something to kind of soak so that up. <laughs> <laughs> going to say like a tampon and then I went and said it so there we are I'm sorry I'm sorry for everything I wasn't and then I said it anyway here we are yep (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry Um, that happened no it's all good um (laughs) it says once this item is completely consumed it would then eat its own flesh um, according to one version of the story, it is during this time that members of the deceased person's family would begin to weaken physically as the Noxera is feeding on their life force. Hmm. Alternatively, it is believed that the Noxera would only commence feasting on its family once it has finished eating, eating itself. Um, okay, but like, so you're eating yourself. Yeah. Sure. But like, how much of you are you eating if you're going to be enough of a form to eat than your family i guess i'm confused but there's a difference between flesh and bone so i would assume that they're implying i mean i could totally be wrong that like these things are kind of like skeletal creatures okay that makes sense so you eat your own flesh before you move on to more flesh yeah okay got it maybe <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just want to understand the logistics. Out of it yeah, I just want to understand <laughs> the logistics here. But okay. Yeah. Um. It says um, it has been suggested that the, that the idea of a corpse eating itself may not be as far fetched as it seems in the first place. Um, if a body were to be left in an open grave, it's not unlikely that scavengers would eat its flesh. Um, if people had not seen the scavengers or w- were unaware that scavengers exist, <laughs> it's possible that they would have speculated that the corpses were eating themselves when they came apart across partially eaten bodies. So they're like, oh, they ate themselves instead of like maybe something else ate them. You know, like <laughs> that was my first thought, but okay, you never know. know. Whatever. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um. Uh, it says, so for killing a Noxera, it says, it seems that the Noxera can be easily identified. Um, according to tradition, a Noxera lies in its coffin in a rather peculiar manner. Um, one of its thumbs would be held in the other hand, and its left eye would always be opened. Yuck. Um, yeah, I don't like that. No. <laughs> In addition, the Noxera is believed to be a rather noisy creature, and the noise that it makes whilst eating its burial shroud slash body can be heard by people passing by its grave. Um, <laughs> oh, that's because its throat is so dry from all the sheets, right? I know, probably. <laughs> you know, like Airball-ish situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> um... 
it says, once a Noxzer is found, it can be destroyed. Uh, the most common way to get rid of a Noxzer is to have it decapitated. Alternatively, it could uh, one could take precautions to ensure that the deceased do not turn into this creature in the first place, or if the transformation is inevitable, to stop it from gaining strength. Um, the solution to this problem seems to have been pretty simple. Since the Noxzer needs to devour its shroud and body in order to survive, one could stop it from doing so by placing a stone in the dead person's mouth or by driving spikes into his slash her mouth. Um, in some extreme cases, the body is even decapitated. Okay. Um, hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the next section's title is Bat or Pig? <laughs> I know. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, it says, although the Noxier is commonly considered to be a type of vampire, the two creatures are quite different, um, is, uh, as the previous paragraphs have shown. Uh, the Noxier may be said to be similar to vampires as both are undead and need to feed on the living in order to survive. Nevertheless, the feeding habits of both creatures are different. <laughs> Additionally, whilst vampires are commonly believed to be able to turn others into vampires by their bites, the Noxiers are not able to turn others into their own. Whilst vampires are traditionally believed to be able to be turned into bats, the Noxiers are believed in some tales to have the ability to transform themselves into pigs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, anyways. Um, <laughs> That's a choice, I guess. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Yeah. There's no okay. explanation, just that, you know. <laughs> um, it says, lastly, it's been claimed that the Noxier would go into a church and ring its uh, ring the bells. Um, anyone who hears the ringing of these bells are said to die shortly after. So, okay, I would just like to say, though, that back in the day, like, that's how a lot of people tell time, you know, like the bells going at the church. So is everybody, every time like somebody dies and they hear a bell ringing, they're like, oh, God, I'm next. You know, like, how does that work? Maybe. I mean, I, I'm going to think that next time I hear a bell. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Things weird. But it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So hmm. that's, that's that. That's, that's, that's the whole Noxier okay. thing. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, what was your idiot or ask moment from this week? Okay, well, I I don't know that this really qualifies as a moment, but I had an epiphany, and I need to <laughs> I share it with you. I did have an epiphany. Um, so when I was maybe thirteen, I was uh -huh. friends with this girl. Uh -huh. Um, she was one of my best friends, and um. She came from a very, very, very religious family, uh -huh. um, and I hung out with her, like, that whole summer, uh -huh. and um, I'm not sure how this happened. Just in our 13-year-old discussions, you know, we were talking about our names and um, and how I was really, uh, I thought my name was really boring. You know, Lynn is sort of your your common middle name, right? Uh -huh. <clears throat> For this country anyway. And um, yeah, you know, we we're just talking about that and how I wish I had like a, a many syllabled name like uh, like Jennifer. Uh -huh. And um, so we, she was like, well, let's just give you a nickname. And, and so we added a, an ifer onto the end of my name. So uh -huh. we, everyone called me Linifer. Well, not everybody, but like that was sort of a joking nickname. Yeah. For like my whole until adulthood, really, you know, yeah. people will call me Linifer. Uh-huh. Great. That's great. So, um, and, and we added an ifer onto her already long syllabled name too. It made it like, you know, five syllables and it was hilarious. Right. Okay. Yeah. 
So like Rochellefer would be yes. a hell of a, <laughs> a yeah. hell of a like mouthful to have to say yeah. all the time. Yeah. And she had a, she already had a three syllable name. So it was just sort of funny. So, yeah. you know, I called her that and she called me Lenifer and, and it was fun. And, you know, she has this huge family with lots and lots of kids in this family that we hung out with all summer, you know, and they all called me that. And it was, you know, a funny, a funny thing. So mm-hmm. um, now this, family being very religious. I think I mentioned this before, but they had a really hard time with um, my parents being, you know, new age. And by new age, I mean Buddhist, right? And Hindu. So, okay. (laughs) That's okay. That's fine. Just not, you know, stereotypical, you know. Right, right, right. You know, none of the kids had a problem with that, but, you know, it was was very known that that was not cool. And Mm -hmm. not only that, but, you know, throughout my whole, you know, school years, many parents were unhappy with that part of me, you know? So, okay. That's not really weird in this part of, you know, this country. So, okay. That's fine. At the time anyway. Um, yeah. So I'm thinking, so the other day, um, I was at Killian's school and I was like walking with some of the parents to like pick up the kids. And, um, I'm not sure what happened. Somebody was talking about the show Lucifer. Uh-huh. And I'm talking about the show Lucifer. And somebody said, like, uh, you know, they were happy calling him Lucy and all that stuff. And uh-huh. who needs the, the ifer part? And I was like, wait a second. And I was like, oh, shit. I wonder if all those parents thought that, like, the Linifer thing was like a Lucifer thing. And not a <laughs> Oh, no. Like, oh, shit. Because there were quite a few... <laughs> I did hear from a few friends that their parents did, you know, make comments about, you know, the devil and me and stuff. That has happened to me quite a bit. And I'm like, holy shit, I wonder if it's because of the Linifer thing, if that just like sealed the deal for them. It might have been. Oh my God. <laughs> like, oh no. She needed calling herself Linifer. <laughs> I was like, I just literally presented myself like that, <laughs> which is hilarious. And I regret nothing. But also, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, I had that thought and I like stopped walking and had that like, oh shit look on my face. Like, nobody asked me and it was fine. And I moved on from the moment. But it was just like one of those times where I was like, why is it Rochelle with me right now? Like, <laughs> so, yeah, it was just this whole hot damn. <laughs> I said that to myself. Like, maybe it wasn't so much my parents as what I was calling myself. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, so, there's that. Honestly, like, have a freaking sense of humor, though. Like, well, yeah. Whatever, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a like a haul. Well, fuck. <laughs> so, anyway, that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm like that moment. Did that ever occur to me? Well, I mean, a lot of those things like it doesn't occur to you until later, which sometimes is unfortunate. <laughs> but you know. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Yeah. Uh, what was your interesting moment? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay, so this happened the other day before we started podcasting, but I, like, could not find my phone, right? So I'm, like, getting on to Skype. I'm sure you probably remember this. I'm getting on to Skype, and I'm, like, I I just called, and I was, like, I can't find my phone. I don't know what's going on. Like, and I had just started laundry, right? 
And so I'm like, crap. And I'm like running all over the place trying to find my phone. And like, okay, so like, turns out it was in a room that I like almost never go in, but I went in there to like get, cause it's our guest room, right? <laughs> like mm-hmm. I went in to like get the sheets off the bed or something like that after Travis's brother had stayed over and I was throwing them in the wash, whatever. Okay, fine. You know, but like <laughs> I had left it in there. I didn't, but I never go in there. So I wasn't even thinking that that was even a possibility really. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like freaking out going, Oh no, like I threw it in the washing machine with all of these clothes that are now getting washed. And right. so I'm like trying to stop the thing. And like, of course, it like you hit the pause button or whatever. And like it takes forever to like, you know, drain it and like drain enough and all that sort of stuff. And I'm just like, oh God, oh God, oh God. <laughs> How long has it been in there? Like, right, right. Is it going to recover from this? And I'm like freaking out. <clears throat> and so, like, I go in there and I'm like sorting through all this like heavy, wet laundry, right? And I'm trying to figure it out. And like, of course, the whole time I'm just like sweating like a pig because, hey, like, I'm, I'm, like not small anymore (laughs) (laughs) bent over trying to like get through this thing and I'm just like oh this is ridiculous you know Mm -hmm. and I like I freak out and I can't find it in there and I'm like well crap and so I like kind of leave it open because I'm like well I don't know maybe it is in there and I'm gonna check all the other places before I come back to check this again Mm -hmm. and then I like happen to go in that room to like for something else I don't remember like in the process I was like okay well like Honestly, I don't even remember, but I went in there and like, <laughs> it's just sitting there on the dresser, just like, hey, I'm over here. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. So I go and I like start the washing machine again and all that sort of stuff. But then like, I get, <laughs> I get back into the room and I'm like, okay, I need to poop now. You know, like, I stressed <laughs> myself out so much. I'm like, I'm destroying my phone that I've made so much money for. Oh my God. You know, like, uh, this yep. is the end. and then, yeah, turns out it wasn't even that big of a deal. And then I had, I felt even more ridiculous because then after all of this, like I had to poop about it and just like yep. get it all out of my system. <laughs> I get it. I would have like instantly had to poop like before I went into the washing machine. So I'm, I'm proud of you for being able to like wait like you know well, find the, the phone is, I and didn't then have to at the time but it was like oh. after I calmed down then all of a sudden my body's like no you gotta go do this now oh <laughs> mine is like in the first minute 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 of like stress where it's just like oh well that's can... usually what happens that's yeah. why I was kind of surprised that it didn't that way <laughs> but oh. like uh, okay you know yeah so, yeah that was <laughs> That was that. You know? <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, I'm glad it wasn't in the washing machine because that would have sucked. Oh, yeah. No, me too. <laughs> no. Uh, I once had a friend. <laughs> I once had a friend. This was back. A, uh, we'll just call this in a, a party phase of mine <laughs> where um, I was staying at. The, well, I wasn't staying, but I had spent the night at um, my, like, boyfriend. I use quotes when I say that word. Oh, what's happening? I don't even know. Okay. So Hmm. Hunter's going a little bit senile. (laughs) And by a little bit, I mean, he's kind of losing it. So sometimes he just likes to bark at nothing. Yeah. Is it possible that we have like an Amazon delivery or something? Sure. But chances are is that he's just losing it. He's losing it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I had spent the night. It was very short lived. (laughs) That's good. Very good. At this point, like, if somebody were to walk in, like, I'd be like, oh, he's just, 
you know. <laughs> now he's gone and laid back down on the living room floor. Like, he looks kind of embarrassed. Like, oh. <laughs> Whoops. Just kidding. Yeah. Just kidding. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I had stayed the night at a, at my boyfriend's friend's house. And in the morning, uh, his friend woke up and he was like, I got to go to, like, I don't I think it was Best Buy because I need to get a new phone. And I'm like, oh, what, what happened to your phone? He's like, you know, it, it was on my bed next to me like I think it was on his pillow next to him when he fell asleep uh-huh. he's like and I I rolled over in the middle of the night and puked on it and now oh. it won't work <laughs> oh no oh, oh. I know. I know. he like oh. he like woke up and found it like that like he didn't that wasn't a choice that he made <laughs> yeah yeah that's gross yeah and he had to go get a whole new phone like it broke Oh, it wasn't like, like that. He it wasn't. It, like, sat and marinated for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like, not good. Like, all the, you know, rice in a bag in the world wasn't going to save that, so. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Nope. So. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be some nasty rice. You don't want to hold that anyway. Like, blah. yeah, no, you need a new one at that point. Just get rid of all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like, at that point, put it through the washing machine. <laughs> that would probably be better yeah well on that note thank you for listening to our podcast (laughs) you can email us at idgitsandaspetspodcast at gmail.com the word and is spelled out you can also find us on facebook and instagram under idgits and aspects a supernatural podcast please make sure please make sure to rate and review us on itunes and email us your idgit and aspect moments for a chance to hear your story on our podcast thanks again thank you